We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He was constantly harassing me. He'd be like, Liz, Liz. And I'd turn around and he'd be like, $5 foot long. <laughs> what the Which fuck? In retrospect, is kind Hilarious. of funny. <laughs> but in general, he was just very annoying. Like, I'm going to start doing that to people. Hey, yeah, hey. Just people on the bus. foot long. <laughs> so fucking funny. That's objectively funny. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Holy Hour. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Ball. And uh, I'm not drinking because I want to do stuff tomorrow. Um, so <laughs> I will be eating inedible. That's such a statement. So today we were, th- me and Liz just recorded on Monday. And it's yeah. Thursday today. We're trying to get ahead of schedule. So we thought that it would be fun to just read some of the messages that we get from y'all. Yeah, we've gotten so many. It's so fun hearing from you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, But before we dive into that, I've been wanting to ask Liz what her opinion is on titty fucking. I feel like it's just like, it it sounds cool. Like it sounds cool in like songs and stuff. Yeah. Like a... Yeah. And with titty fuck. Yeah, I'm going to fuck her titties. Yeah, you're right. And I don't really know. I mean, like, I guess, like... I wonder what it looks like from their angle. I've been here. I've watched, like, POV titty fucking porn <laughs> because I've been curious what it looks like. Yeah. Or what's sexy about it. And I would imagine, like, it wouldn't feel much different from a hand job, but the... The concept. The concept of it is hotter for yeah. them. But, like, it can't. It's also just strange. Wouldn't you just rather, like, get a blowjob? I think it's the novelty of it. Mm-hmm. But it can't feel that good. And, like, my ex used to, like, try with me. And, like, I don't really have huge boobs. So, like, it wouldn't be anything, like, super, like, super sexy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I really think that it's the idea of it that turns them on. Did he, like, ever get off doing that? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it would be one of those things that would be like, let's just do this really good stick. It's like a, yeah, like a little 
side show yeah, experience. Like a little or like transish. Hmm. Has anybody ever tried doing that with you? Yeah, my I I think two of my exes have tried it. I would say more likely just there's only one I can remember specifically. And also that was like, I think I was like 20 or something. It's, I think it's a very, it very young yeah. thing. It's very um, porny. And mm-hmm. I think that that's what it is about it. There just wasn't like any like lubricant involved. Like, yeah. And, and when it's dry, it's just weird. They like when you like blow them on the other side of it, like on that's the exit. so much work <laughs> yeah on the exit yeah yeah out one tunnel into another tunnel what made you think of that I don't know I was talking to somebody it came up in a conversation I don't remember it's been in my notes of what to talk about for like two months oh my gosh and I just we I just haven't talked to you about it oh there's a piece that I cut out of this most recent episode to remind you of water bondage oh my god that's what? right oh <gasps> Can I show Is you the video? Be, sure. I saved it. Because Are we about to watch porn? It's kind of porny. It's a it's, bonding moment for us. Look at us. It's kind of porny, but it's more like, um, it's just like a, she's naked. Okay. So just for a little bit of context, um, this whole thing with Charles Manson, he was a, not actual Charles Manson. If you're new here, it's one of our nicknames. <laughs> Um, and it's, and it holds up. We're not making yeah, light of Charles Manson. This guy just was a whole cult leader. more and more weird. On brand, like not even, not. Like, in a serious way. Yeah. Not even, like, us being, like, melodramatic about it. Yeah, it's, like, actually culty. Yeah. And kind of murdery. Not kind of murdery. Actually so murdery. Anyways. He was an OnlyFans creator, and he had a lot of the people that supported him that he ditched were also OnlyFans creators, and I've, like, sparked up a friendship with them. I follow them on Twitter, and so now I'm, like, all over... Like, my whole timeline is, like, not safe for work Twitter, and it's a beautiful <laughs> place to be. Anyway, so this video came across my feed, and it's it's of are, are you comfortable with me showing you this yes okay good. yeah <laughs> i was like here i'm just gonna show you this porn we've been through a lot that's true okay i'm gonna describe what i'm looking at right now <laughs> it is a naked woman tied up on like a circle thing uh-huh. and a guy is using what looks like a dentist tool yes. that squirts water it looks like the, the to just squirt it all over her body it's like a water pick yeah, he's using like a water pick on her vagina, and now he's just straight up spraying several hoses in her face. And I think that it's a very, very cold water. It I looks th- cold. Her nipples are very pointy. I think that it's. Is this the same girl? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? I've n- and it's called water bondage. I've never heard. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched it with sound. <laughs> It looks like a different girl at the beginning, and then oh, is as it goes on, maybe. But this is very Isn't strange. That interesting. Yeah, I had never heard of this. Uh, there's a kink for everything. There is, and then I went on a deep dive. It's a thing. Water bondage. I think it's kind of a new thing. Uh, the pe- the person that shared it was like as very like in the BDS like she's ingrained mm-hmm. <laughs> in the BDSM world, and she was like, okay, wait, this is a thing because like sometimes like. In like a cold shower feels orgasmic, something like that. So it seemed like she also hadn't heard about it. So I think mm. this is like a new emerging world. If anybody knows anything about water bondage. Yeah, using a water pick on your nipples. <laughs> it's, just, it's just some guy and he's just like spraying. <laughs> some of those, um, I think it's kink.com is the website that does all of these, but they have like 
all of the BDSM porn where they like have a girl tied up and they do like pretty like intense shit to her relating to bondage. Mm-hmm. And it's just the guy that's doing, it's always the same guy. He has like a long beard and a ponytail. Have you ever watched any of these? Um, I've seen some of those videos, but I am not, I can't think of like the guy you're talking about specifically. I think he's one of the owners. I think there's like three guys that do it, but the guy with the ponytail never, they never touch him and he like never like gets off to it. Mm-hmm. And he's always wearing a wedding ring. Hmm. And I'm always curious, like, he's kind of an older dude. Maybe he's married to, like, a younger gal. But, like, I always wonder how the significant other feels about the person that's, like, doing the... I mean, they're probably part of it. They have to be, right? Yeah. I would think that someone that deeply involved in kink is not going to date a vanilla person. Probably not. They're not going to marry a vanilla person. And it might be, like, they might be in a polyamorous relationship. Exactly. And I'm looking at it through my own This looks like his lifestyle. Yeah. One of the people that I've met from TikTok is, we flirt a lot. I'm a big fan of his. But he is very outspoken about participating in polyamory. And a lot of the stuff that he posts on Instagram is about polyamory and jealousy. And how, like, there's a, a, like, it's not a correct belief that people that participate in polyamory don't experience jealousy. And I always thought about polyamory as, like, yeah, they're just, like, that's just how it is and like everyone's okay with it and like nobody ever gets jealous because they've agreed to this lifestyle but they get jealous a lot and I think that was kind of like (laughs) kind of validating for me to hear I was like oh okay like this is not like a I could never because I get jealous thing that was how I was thinking about it jealousy is like a big part of polyamory and you just have to communicate about it Mm. I could I would get so fucking jealous in that scenario so if I was like married to a guy that like ran this like BDSM dungeon <laughs> even if I was like a part of it I would I'd still feel jealous like watching him do shit like that you know what I mean mm-hmm. I don't know but that's just me who knows maybe he just wears a wedding ring to look like he's married and he's not maybe who knows anyway maybe his partner died and he won't stop wearing his wedding ring that's just come, that's gonna come up with like a really yeah sad background story for this man yeah god what's his name frank he feels like a frank oh gatsby's like um his name or grandpa's like his name's bill oh he's <laughs> he has fear to me say. he was so quiet until we start recording that's how it goes oh he's so cute anyway should we dive in yeah mm-hmm. uh, so we got a lot of messages from folks about like the cheating Mm-hmm. stuff so this person got back to me after um we had already recorded the episode first they replied currently a mistress he'd be really mad at me for saying it that way but clear but for clarification purposes lol and i said tell us more we haven't gotten any other woman's stories yet mm. i don't think yeah this might be the only one that we got mm-hmm. and she said My ex, who I originally dated four years ago, we broke up when he moved abroad. His best friend was a girl I'd become friends with. Like a year later, she said she was in love with him and she was moving to be with him. Uh. 
She also has a severe list of mental health issues, and I'm not saying depression. I mean borderline personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, to name a few. Damn. That kind of shit. Um, Since comparing notes, he and I discovered we both had told her about the feelings that we still had for each other. We weren't speaking. And she just lied, manipulated, and made up things to drive us apart so he could step in. He was pretty isolated and really struggling with PTSD at the time, and she used it to her benefit. A lot of, if you leave me, I'll kill myself kind of shit, which is manipulative and abusive as it is, but takes an extra factor when that person has PTSD from the army that's intensely tied to feeling feelings of guilt. Damn. <laughs> which is, there's a few more. Um, he developed a bit of a drug habit to cope, and in the midst of that, she convinced him to get married. I was getting a very different version of things from her and thought things were just lovely and hunky-dory and she invited me to their wedding and shit got real (laughs) because we hadn't even acknowledged slash realized the feelings we were still having. (gasps) But friends of theirs who saw us talking to one another basically hounded hounded all of us the whole time about what was so clearly going on between me and him. It wasn't a real wedding. It was like a celebration dinner because they had gotten married on paper already due to some bureaucracy reasons and walking into the wedding because I somehow ended up spending the entire time with him, almost none with her, and she didn't notice anything weird because she's not a human to to her, but uh, a possession. So she doesn't want, she doesn't see his feelings. Uh, That's That's fucking deep. Yeah. Um, And he was just shitting himself if he... Uh, if he didn't worry about what the embarrassment would do to someone in her state, he'd have stopped it right then. I, um, I had kind of this whole fa- or what? I had kind of this whole facade she made for me about their relationship ripped away as I repeatedly watched her scream, threaten, and insult him over arbitrary things repeatedly. So we came to terms with our feelings. He realized he wanted out and we were making plans for him to leave and move back to Israel to be with me. And then COVID hit. We made it a while, but then distance got the better of us for most of the last year. Since they were rocky, they decided to move back to Israel. So if she needs it, she had access to our socialized health care slash mental health mental hospital she's familiar with. And then once they were here, we actually tried to stay apart, but it didn't take. So now we're essentially revisiting, uh, revising the plan from before COVID. Very interesting. Damn. I, wow. I don't even know what to say about that. Like, first of all, like the pain of feeling, of knowing that somebody that you used to date their best friend that you became friends with (laughs) then falls in love with them, leaves for them, ends up getting married to them and then having to watch the guy get... That's so weird to me. Yeah. The dynamic of that is bizarre. Like, you still have to agree to, like, get married. Mm Mm-hmm. And if that's not what he wants, I don't know. No. I, I don't know these people. Me neither. So. It's, that's an interesting take on, an interesting side of being a mistress, unquote. Like, because the relation, not that, not that it's ever right, but the relationship is so clearly unhealthy for him. And you already have all of this history with him. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to fall back into that. And 
like while it takes two to tango this might be an unpopular just i i I think we've kind of said this before like the person that's cheating is always the one at fault the person that is the mistress in the situation should definitely not partake in it regardless i yeah i'm trying to think if i was like a mistress i would not knowingly agree to that Mm -hmm. no that's hypocritical of me to say but you live and you learn. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing about growth. Like, it's the same thing with everything, like cancel culture. It's like we want people to learn. We want people to learn from the mistakes that they make, but then we don't allow them to, and we call them hypocrites when they yeah. get better. We don't let them change. Yeah. And you have to let people change. That's the goal. Yeah. Is- what's, what's the point of educating people on, like, misogynists? Like is an example that I know we can speak from. If somebody says something closed-minded and then I take the time to educate them on it from my point of view and they do better, me being like, yeah, but you were like so closed-minded before. It's like, well, then what was the point of educating them? Yeah, exactly. If you're never going to forgive them. Exactly. So I think it's the same kind of thing with cheating and being a mistress. I, the saying is once a cheater, always a cheater. I Part of me believes that I think that that's the truth for a lot of people, but I also think a lot of people make mistakes and learn from them and mm-hmm. deserve to be forgiven from it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you live and you learn. We're all so fucking young at one point. Imagine not changing at all since you were like 17. God, I know so many people like that. It's disgusting. Speaking of people like that, um, my high school reunion is coming up. Oh my God. Soon. <laughs> it's, uh, it was supposed to be last year, but COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so they rescheduled it for this year. How do you feel about that? I mean, I'm not going. Oh. I have no desire to go. Bless your heart. I'm so excited for mine. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. Flex on some house. I, I was thinking, I was like, I wish I could go just to be like a fly on the wall. Yeah. I don't want to participate. I just want to like see what happens. That's fair. Because it feels like I'm in a Facebook group for my reunion and i added one of my one of my friends who lives here in seattle i added my friend to uh my high school reunion page and he's like older than me and like obviously did not grow up in las vegas but he like will like interact with some of the stuff people post it's so funny that's amazing it's like on brand for him it's so perfect for him and um but it just seems like a lot of the people going feel like they have something to prove just based on what they're like commenting and i don't this is why social media exists i can see what you're doing and like we don't have to talk yeah yeah (laughs) right that's the thing about i was talking about this recently with some because my high school reunion's coming up it's going to be in september of this year and that it used to be so exciting to go to high school reunions because like oh I wonder what everyone's doing like all the popular kids are probably doing nothing with their lives you know (laughs) but everyone knows what everyone's doing now everyone Mm -hmm. has access 100% of the time to people that we went to high school with so I don't know I'm excited to get like me and my friends are gonna get a hotel room near the reunion and get like fucked up and show up like fucked up to the reunion (laughs) one of my best friends is helping plan it that was like she was in asb and like whatever role she i think she was secretary she's responsible for planning it so she Mm -hmm. like knows all like the inside scoop um so it should be it should be interesting but it's not going to be anything like exciting what are your bullies up to today they're all older so i don't know where are they now (laughs) 
uh, everyone that bullied me really well i'm trying to think if anybody in my grade bullied me were they older than you yeah all of them that's pathetic the people that were like really mean to me were a year older there was one kid who bullied me in front of my whole history class when my teacher stepped out of the room for like a 30 second phone call he just like started putting me on blast he his mom i found out recently was at the time very sick with cancer Mm. so like i'm able to look back now and be like okay like they were hurting and i was an easy target because everybody was picking on me so he's engaged now i'm trying to think who else i've actually one of the guys okay yes so i did mostly boys bully you no it was like the like the popular kids which was like boys and girls like it was like split down Mm -hmm. the middle but there was a guy that I had a crush on who he was like (laughs) like the typical like long swoopy hair like I have a video on my YouTube I'll send it to you yeah um like really tight jeans and I was like obsessed with him and him and I were nice to like we were kind of friends we like wouldn't hang out but like we'd talk in class and I was like, oh my God, he's so popular. He's so nice to me. And then someone caught wind that I had a crush on him. And she put it on blast to everybody and was like, you're obsessed with him. It's so creepy. Everybody thinks it's so creepy. Da, da, da. And then he started being very, very mean to me. And I have no idea what either of those two people are up to. Neither of them have social media. So I'm excited to see them. Put me on it. Mm-hmm. I will find them. Yes. I'll give you their names. Ooh. Okay. After this, I'm going to look them up. Okay. See what they're up to. And catfish both of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> I wasn't bullied, but I also like... Have you ever seen 30 Rock where Liz Lemon goes to like her high school reunion? She had always pictured herself as, like, a misunderstood nerd, but she was, like, uh, people were like, how dare you show up here? And she's like, what? And then they're like, you were such a fucking bully. I, so I feel a little bit like Liz Lemon. Like, oh my God. I don't really, like, have a memory of, like, I feel like I was mean to people, but I don't, I don't remember, like, incessantly picking on anyone. Yeah. Okay. I, I can't just, imagine I just you hated being... everyone collectively. It was nothing personal. I feel like you are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Perceptive enough to know if people thought that you were being mean. You know? I Not back then? No. Oh, my God. Not at really? all. I was just, like, not paying attention to anyone else. That's hard to imagine. I was only thinking about myself. That's so, that's hard to imagine with you. <laughs> I mean, that was me. So I don't I don't blame anyone if they're like Liz Ball was so fucking mean to me. I want I do, you to go to your reunion. I remember specifically being mean to it, like the hottest guy in our school. Yes. But he was mean to other people. Well, good. Then- so I was a dick to him and I think he was very confused. He was like, why? Do you know who I am? are you so mean to me? <laughs> no, because he had never been mean to me. And you were standing and up I for was the just, underdog. Sometimes I did that. Hell yeah. But most of the time it was just like, I was such a smart ass. If I could be a dick, I would do it. If I was bullied, no. 
if I were you in this scenario for how I was in middle school, high school, I would be even if he was mean to everyone, I would kiss his ass because like any attention from anyone with any sort of status when I was growing up, I was like, please be my friend. <laughs> I now I'm like, oh, I was not fuck. I was not cute for a little while, but I thought I was very hot. <laughs> And then I did not actually get attractive until my senior year. <laughs> or no, my junior end of my junior year, I started to look cute. Of high school? Finally, yeah. <laughs> Cut my hair. I'm going to read another one. Hi, Liz and Amelia. I found your podcast through TikTok, starting with Amelia's Choose a Different Prom segments. Your show is one of the most entertaining things I've listened to recently, and I love learning from your experiences and getting to know your vibrant personalities a bit better from the other side of the globe in Australia. Aww. Talking about the level of background research on a guy that Amelia has found. (laughs) Oh, God, I'm so creepy. From the Internet made me think about one experience I had on a dating app. Fair to say I have some trust issues. The conversation seemed all right, but a little off. I wonder if you've ever done this, but I worked out that I could reverse image search her photos on Google and my gut my gut was right. Guts are always right. Mm hmm. It turned out the photos of this girl that supposedly lived in Melbourne was actually a model in Taiwan, so a very clear catfish. It really is amazing how easy it can be to call someone out on their lives just using Google. I'm not sure where you're at with your dating lives because I clearly have some catching up to do, but I hope you both find or have found someone who treats you with the respect you deserve. Unfortunately, it is abundantly clear there is no shortage of shitty guys around. Stay safe and I wish you lots of ongoing success. That's so sweet. This is from one of our male listeners. Well, sorry you got catfished, but also so fun to catch someone. Yeah, God, that's such a good feeling. Catfishing. Yes. Like, I mean, it's not a good feeling getting catfished, but then also like doing a reverse image search and it coming up is like... Like the puzzle piece just like fitting in. You're like, it's like, oh, I caught you. Knew it. I fucking knew it. It's, I, after catfish has been on the air for so long, I'm amazed people are still catfishing. Yeah, it's so How, easy to catch you. It's so easy. It's so easy. And there will be people on, I think I said this on a past episode, there will be people on catfish that will not ever, they'll talk to them for 10 years without video chatting them or meeting them in person. Do you remember that guy who, it was like a picture of Selena Gomez as in the guy like um, this fake profile was pictures of Selena Gomez. And then <laughs> they're ta- the guy is showing them the profile. And then like Neve is like straight up like that's Selena Gomez. What did he say? I don't she remember seeing celebrity. this. <laughs> I don't that's remember the so rest. Fucking so funny. That's yeah. so funny. Wow. I bet, do you think there's someone out there who's using your pictures to catfish? No, and I'm a little offended. (laughs) I feel like there probably is. Facebook has a... There is no shortage of pictures of you. (laughs) That's true. I'm very available online. I, there's a feature on Facebook now that will tell you if somebody is using your photos to catfish. (gasps) Interesting. It's, they, they started when they first introduced the feature, that's how they were advertising it. Like, that way you can see if people are using your photos that without your consent yeah um but they won't say that anywhere else now but it's like Mm -hmm. someone was finally like wait a minute you're scanning my face yeah yeah hold on a second but it's like what it's that feature that like look at the photo um yeah is this you is this you that's it and um i never get any of those so i don't think anyone's using me to catfish anyone Hmm. but you never know maybe you should try reverse image searching some of your uh pictures 
That's a good idea. I should do that. I, you know what? I should do that. I'm going to do that. Have you ever gotten, like, have you had any experiences with that? No. And I am also offended. Okay. Right. Whenever they call anyone on Catfish, it's like, this so-and-so is using your pictures. And the person's always like, oh, yeah, this is not the first time it's happened. I'm like, what? Can you imagine? I'm too ugly for you to catfish oh as me. Oh, my God. The flex of being like, yeah, people steal my photos to catfish people. Like, it sucks. It's very violating. But, like, yeah. there's, a, there's a level of it that I'm like, I almost why want not it, me? I almost want it to happen so I can take on the challenge of tracking down whoever it is. You know? Yes. And then be like, FBI, please hire me. Yeah. And please let me start a podcast about <laughs> doing it. Yes. There are some episodes of Catfish World where the person that is being impersonated will join Neve and Max, or now Neve and um, the woman that's helping host now, Cammie. Um, she'll like go with them to track down the person that's pretending to be them. And it's an extra level of drama camaraderie it's the best thing yeah i would totally do that me too fuck okay i thought this one was really funny <laughs> dude i know you get 1000 of these messages but can we be friends <laughs> oh, yes <laughs> well you're my friends already <laughs> <laughs> you have to know i love you guys your energy your kirk your quirks everything oh i God. wish i could have my best friends with me here and have this relationship you guys have and care to share with us um i am french 38 and single mom for your statistics living in germany and i live for your episodes and hearing you talking about what is dear to me and i often so so er and i fight so often to bring across here and in paris so much work uh you've guessed it it's a tipsy text (laughs) but i stand by what i'm saying you are awesome i love you guys keep going and if you need a french or german point of view let me know um let me finish my glass of what you guessed it champagne what else (laughs) i love you and go to sleep baby is waking in eight seven six no five hours yay did i mention i love you i love you okay bye (laughs) oh my god those are my and favorite messages so to get we love you too we love you so much i was cracking oh my up god, reading that's the that best. One. <laughs> oh that's so funny oh I love uh, it. someone else texted us she's like I've, i was listening to you guys while i was high sorry for the weird message <laughs> what did like, the original message I love say that <laughs> let me look i was just like i love that someone is high and listening to us yeah that that's next level so fun their original message was Hi, I'm listening to the recent podcast and y'all mentioned Mr. Number. I want to tell you that it's a great app to use. Sex workers use it for work purposes, too. Mm -hmm. Love you. Which I thought was so interesting. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, she like corrected something in her message and said, sorry, I was high listening (laughs) to y'all and writing this down. LOL. That's a great message to send when you're high, though. Yeah. Well, that's like the kind of information we love to learn yeah you know i love that like it also helps sex workers yeah and just fucking annoying nosy white girls who want to know every time <laughs> anybody calls me that i don't recognize the number i was like I'm putting this shit into mr number and that's like my bank <laughs> <laughs> but, but i tell everybody to download it to keep themselves safe a few times it hasn't been a few times it hasn't been there have been some guys that will give me their number on a dating app that won't have social media and won't tell me their last name. And I'm like, I got a way to figure it out, dude. And then I'll figure it out. The guy that scammed me on Craigslist, 
for the Kendrick Lamar tickets. Did I ever tell you this? I think so. Yeah, it was a while back, but it was my only time using Craigslist. Um, and I will never use Craigslist again. But he scammed me and I was able to find out through Mr. Number his name, his mom's name, his dad's name. I was going to message his mom. Um, oh, this is the guy that I used to just call and would just breathe into the phone. <laughs> He'd be like, who is this? He eventually changed his number. I think because he scammed so many people that he had to. That but I sense. like to pretend that I creeped him out and he changed his number. Because I would seriously call him like three times a day and just be like. <sighs> That's really funny though. Hello? That How much money did you lose? It was like $120. It was like it nothing. Sucks. I took out a pol- It felt violating. Even if it was $10, I would have felt violated. Like yeah. I put out a police report. The police probably looked at it like we have bigger fish to fry sorry we're eating donuts they're like we have to go harass black folks yeah (laughs) sorry we actually can't help you with this oh okay this is interesting okay male listener here (laughs) i first discovered you two via tiktok oh our tiktok y'all blowing the fuck up follow us there male listener here i first discovered you two via tiktok and decided to give the actual podcast a listen since I feel decently comfortable in what I know through candid chats with friends and my wife, it is definitely interesting and great to hear a different perspective on things via someone I don't personally know. I've just started not too long ago, but I'm already on episode 26. Ooh, hustling. Mm-hmm. And you guys mentioned faking orgasms and how guys roll a condom off to make it look like they've come. I'm not sure how common this is because not many guys will openly talk about their own physical selves. But I know two other friends and myself have been able to orgasm without actually ejaculating. We actually do talk about this on a later episode, so this person probably heard this by now. It was odd the first time it happened, but it has become something I can control, mainly to avoid cleanup via specific muscle clenching. Oh, interesting. interesting. And to avoid this being too long, you also talked a bit about the physical touch love language. I absolutely love when my wife rubs my back or arms, scratching my head or bare skin, and I am obsessed with just holding her boobs. I think she falls somewhere with touch and words of affirmation, and I love to hype her her up at every chance I get. I'm really enjoying the podcast so far. Interesting. That is... I wonder if it hurts at all. Yeah, I wonder. And how do you discover that? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Also, I'm going to start surveying now. Be like, hey, have you ever come without jizzing? Yeah. I... I'll I'll tell you who this was but cut it out when we were like hooking up we were doing a lot of like everything but sex kind of stuff and he said that he had come without ejaculating like a few times throughout the duration of the day and I was like that feels that was the first time I'd heard of of that so I was like that feels like you're just saying that yeah but then after that we had kinky katie on and she was talking about um making her boyfriend come with the cock cage and he couldn't really like get hard with it on and so Mm -hmm. he was coming without he was having an orgasm without ejaculating yeah and like so after i heard about it once i've heard about it so many times since then yeah i wonder if it's also something that you learn with age mm-hmm. i don't know and maybe that's why we're hearing about it i didn't realize that you could we're c- older now where does the cum go if you control it like it's one thing to just like if not come guys can control this why do you ever come m- m- yeah why it- do you ever ejaculate <laughs> <laughs> it must hurt yeah well and then all like also that would just like be so much easier preventing pregnancy 
That's what I started immediately started thinking. But maybe you can't accomplish it when you're I having didn't even sex. Think about- we need to do some independent research. What the fuck? Um, I would like to request a grant. To, yes, please to send facilitate us money this study on Patreon. Uh huh. I'm slipping a boob out again. Only people on Patreon know that my boobs are out. I'm gonna do this every episode. My boobs are out every episode. They're just tits out for the Patreons. Tits out for the Patreons. We have been thinking about adding a fourth tier for feet pics. Yeah. Will you do it? Uh, it's $1,500. <laughs> it's such an absurd amount of money. And then um, they're not even pictures of our feet. They're going to be pictures of animals' feet. Just little toe beans. Yeah. It's grandpa's feet. It's just different toe beans. <laughs> I would sell pictures of my feet for $1,500. What is that? $750? Oh, so That's $750 each. Yeah. Did I do the math right on that? I don't know. I'm not... Yeah, that's the mouth. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Amelia Sampson, mathematician. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. I'll be here until another half hour. Um, but I thought this was interesting, an interesting uh, topic. Do it to it. Um, I'm going to read it at the same time so I can pay attention. Okay. Uh, it starts off, hey, guys, huge fan. I am a cishet brown male, and tonight I had an hour and a half long debate with my best friend, cishet white male. Basically, I said that sometimes when I'm walking behind a woman or in front of one, I'll hang back or cross the street so they are not scared or uncomfortable. To me, this seemed super obvious and not like a big deal um, and just like a decent thing to do. My friend disagreed, but before you judge him, <laughs> just know that he is also a feminist. He does a lot of good and uh, a lot of good social work and therapist, including work with women who have PTSD from abusive relationships. He is ki- a kind and wonderful person. He just has a different view. He agrees that the most important thing we need to do is educate men and topple the patriarchy. But he said that slowing down or crossing the street is infantilizing to women, mm. assuming that they are weaker and less capable than men, and that is that it's perpetuating perpetuating a stereotype about men and does nothing to change anything. It's a band-aid. But I was saying I'd rather do that than have a woman be afraid of me. He says it reinforces that women should should be afraid of men. Um, <laughs> I think some of his stronger points were uh, comparing it to how some white people view black people or Muslims. Um, should they cross the street uh, to show they are not a threat? Mm. He mentioned that um, we should look at women... To, as being able to take care of themselves and not look at them as weaker. I understand his idea, but I had to admit something that made me uncomfortable in that moment, which was, yeah, if I wanted to, I could hurt a lot of women because of physical aspects of myself just by vir- the, just by virtue of being a man, which meant, yes, in a way, I do think of women as weaker physically. But I told him I know some women could kick my ass and some are armed, but the point is I don't want, that wo- I don't want women to think about strategy and violent encounters if I can just remove myself from the equation and have it be a moot point by just not being there um, behind them or ahead of, if it's possible for me to wait across the street. We both agreed that ultimately the most important thing is educating men and changing things on a grand scale, but we couldn't agree on this because to me it's a small thing that costs 
no effort, but to him it is detrimental to women to view all the men around them as predators, and those who have PTSD are being reminded that, yes, some men are attackers when one man decides to move away from her. Well, I get it. Like, I understand your friend's point, but, like... I, like, kind of disagree with his friend. I 100% disagree. I understand what he's saying, and I disagree. Like... I feel like he's taking like an exposure therapy approach. Like, <laughs> let's just like you're never gonna get over it unless you see that not every man is scary. And when and I agree with the person that wrote this email, like he is saying it's a very small thing that we can do yes. to help women feel safe. I there has never been His, a micro instance of me walking across the street at night and there's been a man like in my blind spot and I've been like, I'm glad that he stayed there <laughs> because he didn't attack me. And now I know because we have to stay vigilant like we have to. And mm -hmm. if, if I learn this is fucked up, but if, if I learn to like not be hyper vigilant when I'm walking alone at night, that's going to be bad news for me down the line when there actually is a bad guy behind me. Mm -hmm. It's it's better for an actual like good guy to just be like i'm going to do this little move across the street so you feel safe so that i can tell when somebody's behind me and they're not moving that they're bad news yeah this world does not exist like you can't say like what is the ideal and not take the steps to actually get to that. Yeah. Like the middle ground right now in the time that we are living in is for you to give women space. Yeah. I don't think that like, yeah, this exposure therapy approach is like going to, it, it, it is more progressive than where we are as a collective. Mm -hmm. Like uh, yeah. Bill Cosby just got fucking released from prison. 60 women that he has abused mm -hmm. have grounds of proof and a lot of awful awful experiences with this man and he got out on a technicality like this the system is built against us mm -hmm. really and if you crossing the street to help us feel a little bit safer has to be a debate then like i don't have a lot of respect for you if we're asking you that that's what we if that's what we need that's what we need just fucking do it. it. It's not that big of a deal. This is like the whole thing when I was talking to people on TikTok about like just walking their female friends to their cars. It's like a lot of the, not a lot, a few of the people in my comments were like, well, like I don't want, that, that's a lot of people's, a lot of women's attackers are people that they know. Yeah, that's 100% true. You mean like you, bro? Yeah. Why is why is that the first thing that you is think of? Is it you? If you're that's the thing. If you're a good guy, then why is that even a part of your argument? I hate the I hate men on TikTok that are like pandering to women mm -hmm. in that they're like women, I like love and respect you. It's like, no, why don't you just like use that same energy and talk to men instead mm -hmm. of saying like women's right. That's why virtue signaling is so annoying. It's like they don't show up where it counts. Yeah. It's exactly. Very, very annoying. They're like, I'm gonna kick your ass. I was like, okay, well, your friend just like grabbed a stranger's butt. Are you gonna do something about it? No, but like, he's a good guy. Right. He's, yeah, he's just, just doing a little goof. <laughs> he did a little oopsie doopsie. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. He didn't mean it. Can we just ignore this one? Um, Fucking I, hate I don't know. It. I just, ag I agree with the. Author. author of this email yeah and i don't agree with his friend and i understand you like wanna like i love how the he's a feminist and he does all this great work yeah but he can still be misinformed yeah 
And also, is he like asking women what they want? Probably not. Or is he just like, I think this is what's best. Uh huh. Should we do a sex fact? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Gymnophoria is the sense that someone is mentally undressing you. There's a word for it. Have you ever experienced oh. that with someone? That someone's mentally undressing you? Yeah, but not like a stranger. What is it like? How do you know when somebody's like what? What is what are the signs that somebody's mentally undressing you? Um, they're just like giving you a slow, like once up, over, up and down. Yeah. Ooh, like a little like uh, scan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gymnophoria. I love that there's a word for it. That's very interesting. Have you experienced that? I don't know. Maybe. Like I feel like I've been. I'm trying to think. Squints will do this thing where like he'll be across a room and he'll just like raise one eyebrow like slightly and it's like it makes me like feel a type of way it's like I can tell what he's thinking you know Mm -hmm. I'm like (laughs) we're gonna step into the next so I'll, I'll feel that that it's like not like mentally undressing and maybe that's the same thing of just like they're just looking at you a type of way yeah 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 um that is the best too though when you like when you they're just like looking at you a specific way and mm-hmm. you're like what yeah <laughs> stop you're so stupid what <laughs> what, what are you looking at <laughs> oh me mm-hmm. oh wait speaking of squints and sex um we both live at home me and squints you know mm-hmm. this listeners we both live at home and he was over for we had a game night with my best friend Katie and her partner and my parents and then me and squints on two nights ago because we had that super hot week so mm-hmm. Katie and her partner were staying with me and they were staying downstairs which is where squints and I normally go to have sex because it's the furthest away from my parents room <laughs> and we were both like really like we like needed to fuck and I'd like been a while and so we <laughs> took my car around the corner in my neighborhood and had car sex. That was my first time having car sex since punching my ex in the face <laughs> in the car by accident. If you don't know that story, it wasn't on purpose. I was like grabbing onto the arm, the hold, and I just slipped, pu- slipped and punched him in the Bye. eye. It was the worst experience. And so that was my first time having car sex. And it was great. We were like only lit by the streetlights, like Ooh. far away. So it was like kind of a challenge. But I have an SUV. So like it was like a lot of room to, to fuck around. But it was pretty. It was pretty Put great. The seats down. Put the seats all the way back, and then we just kind of like laid there for a, a little bit, and then we just like drove back home. On the hottest day, though, that Did was the second hottest on? day. We left my car on, yeah, which kind of sucked because my my rear lights were on. <laughs> I turned off my headlights, but like the red was still on, so I was like, anyway. But there's something really hot about like maybe getting caught. Mm-hmm. It was pretty great. Um, have you seen? Uh, normal people, the show. No, they have a good car sex scene. Everybody talks about that show. I should really just watch it. The sex scenes are very good. Ooh, like realistic. Yes. Nice. But hot. Ooh. The only thing I don't like is they like kind of kink shame. Oh, like people into BDSM, oh. and they allude that she likes it because she wants to be abused. Oh, just like, I don't like that at all. That's not true. That kind of like contributes to the. Yeah. The. Yeah. The um what's the the stigma? Yeah. The shaming of the kink. The shaming of the kink. Ooh, that sounds like like a a dance. <laughs> yeah, or like like a like a 
film noir. <laughs> the shaming of the king. The shaming of the king. It sounds like the taming of the shrew. That's why. Um. <laughs> Like, I haven't heard it's this a great before. play. Does this exist? Um, all right, should we do a rappy poo? Yeah, let's do a little rappy poo. Let's do just like a little cute little rappy poo. Cute, just wrap cute. it up. I'm gonna see you so much the next few days. Liz I and I recorded Monday. I'm seeing her today. We're going out tomorrow. We're recording on Monday, and then we have an interview with another podcast on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be so sick You're of me. Hear a lot. No, I don't. I don't think that's possible. Oh, good. I feel. <laughs> and on that note, we love you. Um, at the Holy Hour on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Holy Hour Podcast at Gmail Fuck, I'm fucking nailing that You're lately. Just doing it. Mm. Uh, we love you. Thank you for listening. We love getting emails from y'all. We have yeah, so many more to it, go send through. Send us all of just your send me all, emails. Send us all your thoughts. We we have a good time. We do. We, we love you. We love you. Our children. <laughs> <laughs>